0: The role of women in the Catholic Church has been in the cultural zeitgeist for at least as long as many of us have been alive. During Pope Francis' tenure, the number of women employed by the Church has increased from 846 to 1,165. One of those Catholics is a legally ordained priest, Father Ant. I'm Coleman Stanifer, and this is Voices in the Newsroom. Father Anne was illegally ordained by the Association of Roman Catholic Women Priests. For clarity's sake, they are not recognized by the Greater Catholic Church, hence her ordination being illegal. But how does the role of women involved in and recognized by the Church differ from Father Anne's? To explore this topic more, I talked to news editor Sarah Hutter and assistant news editor Julia King, who report for the Loyola News Desk. So, Sarah... How does one even get in contact with someone like Father Anne?
1: Father Anne reached out to me in an email towards the end of last semester. So I forwarded it to the higher-ups at the newspaper, and I said, just got this, thought you should know, not sure what it is. And she had embedded a few links. And so I thought, okay, textbook phishing scam. I was the subject of some of those before, and now I'm smarter and not as naive. So um, sent it up. They responded to me and were like, actually, no, this seems legit. If you want to go forward with it, go ahead.
0: A legally ordained priest. What? what, How? I I just cannot. I don't understand that.
1: That's a fair question. So (laughs) I, I didn't quite either. In the Catholic Church, you are not allowed to be a priest if you are not a man. So that's why she is illegally ordained she went through a considerable amount of training. She was trained by Jesuits. It was really the Jesuits who taught me how to pray. Mm -hmm. Finally, I was able to connect with that uh, initiative from God And, and so that, Completely blew open my life. I mean, I left managing the band. I did the spiritual exercises. I devoted my entire life. I didn't work for two years. I devoted my, devoted my life to the spiritual journey. I had relationships with all of the Jesuits. They took me under their wing. I learned Ignatian spirituality. I volunteered in the parish. I just like started to pour myself into life in this Jesuit parish, and it. ...formed me into a Jesuit. So I'm not just a priest, I am a female Jesuit
0: priest. Sarah, you also had the opportunity to talk to a theological studies professor about this. What did they have to say?
1: So yes, I did. I interviewed Dr. Layla Karst. She's an assistant professor of theological studies. And she was doing a lot of research on the sex abuse crisis with the church and uh, different liturgical celebrations within the church as well. So it was interesting talking to her from more of an academic lens about the Catholic church. And she raised a really good perspective about combining, she made a really good point about facing the struggle between Authority and conscience. The Catholic tradition, I think, really honors, especially since the 1960s, has really kind of honored both of those things, right? Like authority matters, conscience matters. And there's always this negotiation that is never something we can say should always look like this. Mm. So I think that's a big question. And I think women deal with that in ways different Mm -hmm. than
0: Straight men do. So, you talked to a theological studies professor who is almost like a third person perspective on this. She's not, I mean, she's not specifically atheist nor specifically a part of the church.
1: You know, it was interesting in our interview, she never actually shared her religious affiliation. And I think that was great for the type of interview that we had. It kept it very unbiased for a naturally very biased piece and it helped us really study the problem rather than attack it.
0: So she was truly giving a academic perspective. Yes. So Julia, you um, looked at kind of the other side of this, other ways women can be involved in the church that aren't, I guess, as radical. What What are other ways women have been able to uphold the values of their faith without this being ordained thing?
2: Yeah, so Sarah already mentioned that we explored kind of the academic side of this issue. Um, I got a chance to talk to Dr. Nancy Pineda-Madrid, who's from the theology department here, Um, and she kind of explained how female theologians, especially within recent years, have taken to explore biblical texts and um, religious concepts through the lens of feminist theology, And in doing so, she found a lot of new concepts that weren't originally identified when you kind of do like a baseline review of the text. Even from the very beginning, you see women who are playing significant roles throughout the tradition. And like, for example, the first women to witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the first witness of the resurrection was a woman. So that's uh, very significant, Mary Magdalene, right? And um, and you see a number of women throughout the tradition that have also since then also played significant roles. I didn't grow up in the Catholic church. And so this was definitely helpful for me as someone who wasn't familiar with Catholic traditions. I also spoke with Marissa Papula, who was the director of campus ministry here at LMU. And she really emphasized how her Catholic faith is kind of intertwined with her mission of gender equality and introducing somewhat controversial ideas of the church into her own ministry here at LMU. Papula didn't want her audio used in this podcast, but she shared a very insightful quote. I think that my faith, which animated my belief that every human being is worthy of dignity and self-actualization, is also what motivates my own commitment to justice, and especially considering who are on the margins in our world, and in many places, that's woman."
0: So, it seems that there is a place, whether it be Father Anne, um, a place in campus ministry, or a non-biased theological view, there, there is a place for women uh, to either study Catholicism, just be a part of faith in a larger way.
2: There's definitely opportunities for women to lead in the church, and especially in the 21st century. Um, that's exemplified in a lot of different and new ways, which are beneficial for women. But it's also a fact of the matter that women cannot be ordained. And so they can't achieve the same level of leadership that men have within the Catholic Church. And that's just something that has to be acknowledged. And it's also just attention that's going to be there for a long time. Um, But yes, as you mentioned and as you can see, um, women are definitely taking different avenues and doing a lot of beneficial and worthwhile work within the Catholic Church.
0: This one episode simply cannot cover the full scope of this topic. Sarah and Julia also wrote an article diving deeper into this topic if you'd like to learn more. We'll be back next week with another episode, but if you'd like more Loyolan before then, like us on Facebook, follow us on X, and Instagram at LA LALoyolan. Voices in the Newsroom is a Los Angeles Loyolan audio production. Opinions and ideas expressed in this podcast are those of individual student content creators and are not those of Loyola Marymount University, its board of trustees, or its student body. This episode was produced by Coleman Stantifer, Loyolan audio intern, with support from Loyolan News Editor Sarah Hutter, Assistant News Editor Julia King, and Assistant Director of Student Media Kevin Oak. Feedback about this episode can be submitted to editor at com.